What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 111 of the WordPress Games Cast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my first mate, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? Am I first mate because you started watching One Piece? <laughs> yes, you are. Yes. <laughs> you are officially the Zoro to my Luffy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll or, take or, it. Or, 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 or are you actually, uh, what's his name, Cody or whatever? Mm, I'll take Zoro. Okay. Give me, so give me that's, Zoro. That's and then, no, nothing wrong with Cody. Just, I'll, I'll take Zoro. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I started watching it. Uh, partly because you've talked about it so much. But the other part is that, as I've been discussing here, my journey into the collectible card game world has led me to going to a local card shop and those guys are huge fans of the upcoming One Piece CCG. And so I was like, ah, let me give this a shot. Also, this week to week thing with Chainsaw Man and My Hero is killing me. So, oh, cute. Yeah, um, One Piece cats from Comic-Con. I love them. Um, but yeah, man, what's going on? I know that you are feeling a little bit under the weather this week. Yeah, man, I re recovered from the first sickness, went to a one-year-old's birthday party and picked up something else almost mm -hmm. immediately. Mm -hmm. Which it, happens. Yeah, which 100% happens. It's been a bit rough. It's, it's like not enough to knock you down, but no, enough to be a hindrance on everything. So if I sound terrible or even more terrible than I usually do, um, I apologize. I try to I, mute before uh, I have to cough or anything. Uh, you still sound great. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. Thanks. Thanks. No, um, I caught Black Panther uh, with NG and a couple of friends uh, on Thursday. Uh, that was a good time. I really enjoyed mm -hmm. uh, Really enjoyed my time with that. Uh, what else have I done? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, keeping in the Marvel-verse, I have a collection score of 738 now you're an, in Marvel you're Snap. An, you're an animal. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And once you get into pool three in Marvel mm. Snap... Uh, it really becomes a game of luck, and I didn't realize how wide, how many cards were in pool three compared yeah. to like the first two pools, and so it be, it can be a bit tough, like comboing or like countering against certain decks. I think somebody recently just put a guide online of just like if you only have like one, if you want to create decks with only one pool three card, like these are the decks to make with uh, for those cards, and I was like. I think that's pretty neat, but I kind of like the decks I'm running right now. Um, yeah. Still enjoying it. Like the Wakanda uh, season has started in that, which come, came with like a Black Panther card. Uh, so, you know, still playing that daily. Uh, it's it's bad, but the only money I'm spending is on the season passes at this point. Like I don't find the need to I, buy cards. Like the pricing yeah. of the variants are ridiculous. They're like $7 or $12 for a variant. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like... I was like, and I spent money in League, so like it, it was just like, I, while I love this game, I don't see any purpose in doing that. Especially since I think the battle pass variants are very good, right? Yeah. Obviously, it's different, right? You're 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 at the mercy of whatever variants they decide or what characters the battle pass is based around. But so far, those have been some of the best variants, in my opinion. Yeah, um, and, I'm, it, and, and it's I think, like the the battle pass only has fifty levels, and after one week, I'm already. 26 so yeah it's I, not even like i need to spend much time grinding it i also think that because of the way they handle the battle pass levels and it really is just mostly based on your challenges right completing those challenges 
the fact that you can kind of get into the battle pass four weeks in and still be able to complete it all the way is awesome. I really like how they're handling that. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's a good time. How about you? What have you been up to? Uh, yeah. So sticking with the collectible card games and yeah. me, you know, going on this journey. We got I, a local hero up in here. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I yeah. So I went this past weekend. Normally Thursdays are the days that I go to the uh, shop because those are the days that are designated as my hero days. We didn't have enough people coming in Thursday. Like people told us ahead of time, and we had people talking about potentially trying to fit it in between on Saturday in between games. So I was like, you know what? I'll, let's just go Saturday. I'll bring my son. We only need, you know, four people to get a tournament going. And we had like six people that said, seven, eight people, something like that. that said they were going to be there, right? It ended up only being four of us. And then people showed up late, but we couldn't wait any longer. So we ran a four-person tournament, went round robin. Um, and I probably had, my son had the least experience. I had probably had the next least experience. Uh, but I won, right? And so I basically, I went up against the guy with the most experience first. And first match, he goes first and just, I mean, just checks really, really bad, right? Ooh. And only builds one foundation. And so I build five on my turn because my hand is just super solid and I checked all the way through. He then builds like two more I build another like three or four, and I think I threw out one attack. And then he goes and he goes to play an attack and he fails like his first attack. <laughs> and so I start playing, I play an attack card and then go to play a second one and he just scoops, you know, uh, at that point. He's like, I see where this is going. There, I just can't, like, there's nothing you can do, which is a, 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 a bad beat. It's like the great equalizer in these games, yeah. right? He has, he's playing these cards that are full art, promo, like, uh and, and provisional championship and like regional championship like all these tournament participation cards that you get and all these alternate promo cards that you get from different conventions stuff like that his deck was beautiful i mean his deck was sick and but the great equalizer is like hey there's still rng involved right yeah. like you still have to be able to check to pass the cards and you still got to get the draws in your hand uh next game he goes first again and it's a little bit closer but i still handedly beat him you know i think it was also a matchup thing right he was playing uh, an ochako deck and i just think that with the deck i'm running if i get the foundations i need if i get the start that i need then i'm probably going to kill you on turn three or four you know if i don't kill God you on turn damn. three or four if i don't try to kill you on turn three or four i'm losing because the, i just don't have the defense and so uh won that one then i played the winner of the other matchup that was going on you know, and obviously, if I win this one, it doesn't matter, right? Because I hold the tiebreaker, and I was I, it your son? I, Did no, you ask him it wasn't throw? my. It wasn't my son. My son lost by like his first match by like one point, essentially, right? Uh, the other guy got had just happened to have the one card he needed and happened to check really high, and so was able to just barely stop the damage coming in, or else he would have lost. And again, it's just how it happens sometimes. So first game, I win handily. Second game, he gets me down to one health. And then I come in the next turn and I just, you know, take him from like 19 to zero. And so, uh, yeah, it, it was good. I, it made me feel a lot better about my deck and my chances this weekend in nationals. 
Yeah, I, I just love how you went from local game <laughs> store. I'm participating in nationals. <laughs> so the the good thing is they let anybody participate in nationals, and they you get promotional cards just for participating, right? So there's a lot of people who are signing up just to get those cards, and so that's the impetus for me. Is is that's what drove me to do it? Is like the alternate art on the on the cards is awesome, and I also I need. Uh, actually two of the cards that are in there and there's a play mat that you get just for participating as well and i was like all right this is all like this is cool also i've never done anything like this so let me see what it's like and so they had the in-person ones last weekend in dallas and then this weekend is the webcam over webcam and so so what I watched, happens if like someone's camera setup just kind of sucks? Like, are you just like, hey, can you just like hold that card up to the camera? I mean, I guess you, I guess you could, right? Uh, mm -hmm. If it's like really bad, you kind of probably would have to get a ruling on it from a judge. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, the camera setup should be good enough that you can at least see the art that's on there. Mm -hmm. And then most people who are playing understand what a good amount of the cards. Like, I've only been playing for a month and a half, two months, something like that, right? I started collecting. And already I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, I understand that does that. I understand this does that. Um, I think the harder part is like making sure that your cards are visible the whole time. Like when you when you're not playing a card, it has to, all the cards have to go face down in in front of the camera. You mm -hmm. know, you can't just hold them in your hand. And so because you know they don't want any funny business, you cheating, right? Because webcam would be kind of easy to cheat. Yeah. And so no, I'm 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 excited, but. I'm also crazy nervous because obviously I have I have no expectations, right? I don't expect to make. There's a hundred right now. There's 180 people signed up for this weekend, and uh, there was something like is that single elimination? 350. No, so the first round is a Swiss format. So I think you play three or four. It depends on how many rounds actually, how many people signed up. So you play like three or four games, and then they calculate your what your score is based on what your opponents and stuff like that. Basically, if you win out, you make it to the next round. You know. Uh, mm -hmm. But even if you go, if it's three three matches, even if you go two and one, there's still a chance that you can make the cut if the person that you lost to was like three and oh, right? Yeah. Um, I watched Nationals, in-person Nationals this weekend. In the top 32, there was only one person running the deck, the character I'm running. And I don't think he made it outside past top 32. And then it was filled with like, a lot of the same character who seems to be the current meta right now. Which one? Uh, Kirishima. So Red Riot. Okay. And I think something like out of the top 32, something like 18 other people were playing that deck. Does Lemillion have a deck? No. I think he's on a card, but I don't think he's a character yet. I don't believe so. I need to double check. I don't think so. See, the, but, pro the, uh, pro the problem with you talking about this game is, is like, I'm like, I want to play, but I also yeah. want the cards and I, I can't <laughs> not right now, but then I, then I'm going to be like, eventually, yeah. like when the fifth wave of cards comes out, I'm going to be like, shit, I want the old ones and they're going to be impossible to get. Well, Hey, here's the good thing, right? Is I have a ton of bulk right now. All right. So let's say that you were like. Let's say we meet up in a couple of weeks, which we are going to meet up in a couple of weeks. Yes. And you look through the characters I have, the dupes I have, and you're like, oh, I want to run this kind of deck. You can go through my bulk, build that deck. And then right now, because the game still isn't as big as, say, a Pokemon or, or even a Yu-Gi-Oh! or Digimon, right? Yeah. Or a One Piece, it seems. But uh, 
it does seem to be picking up speed and they seem to be going all out with marketing and stuff like that. And let's say you are looking for specific cards. You can, it's cheaper than buying boxes to just go ahead and buy the singles, right? To kind of build out that's, your deck. That's what I'm thinking to end up yeah. happening with, for me with One Piece, just yeah. because, uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find cards after a certain right. point. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, half the fun for me is ripping open those packs and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, there's a couple cards that I just wasn't, like that I needed for my deck and there was a couple cards that TJ needed for the deck that he made and I just went on and I found them for a, you know a few bucks a piece and was able to get them and so uh, mine haven't showed up yet his are showing up tomorrow so but, uh, were, these, were these all chrome cards that allows you to break your 15k a month budget <laughs> no no not, not at all yeah. uh anyway I'm, I'm referencing that tiktok i sent you yeah. by the way uh uh yeah i mean i told you that's very much me right now i i i i oh yes so i'm watching nationals and even though that person was all over the place that character didn't win what ended up winning was Tokuyami, and I'm worried that he's going to win every event and that everybody's going to be running him because everybody kind of felt that he was the strongest character up until set three was released mm-hmm. to the point where like there was talks about him possibly being banned. And now because they've already run the in-person Nats, the rest of the events, they're not going to ban him or, or, or change, you know, yeah. do an errata on him and change the, the language on his card until after these events, maybe before Worlds, but not until after these events. Do they- and so... Did they share out the winner's deck? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like, and that's what I seen in like the One Piece um, Facebook group and Discord, where it's just like people be like, "Hey, we ran a local or online tournament. This is the winning deck," and I'm just like, mm-hmm. mm, "Ideas." <laughs> yeah. And so I think I think we're probably gonna see a lot of uh, that character this weekend, if I had to guess. I mean, and truth be told, like I I built a deck with that character, you know. Uh, it's one of the, it's one of the first ones that I wanted to do. And that's one of the ones where I just didn't have the cards. I, I have some of the cards I need now because I, you know, did some trades at the local card shop, but I, it's still not complete. I'm not going to run it anyway, because I think that's the character, the, uh, the Ojiro that I'm running. I think it's more fun. I just enjoy it more. It kind of clicks with me and I've played enough hands where like, I know what I'm looking for. And when certain cards come out, I know how I want to play them and stuff like that. And so... I mean, we'll see. If, if hey, if I make top eight by some miracle, right? I get an invite to Worlds in Vegas, and so can I go? And, I I need to go as your coach. Yeah, like, yep. I'm just gonna be there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that's what I've been doing. That's been taking up a lot of the time lately. Uh, I think you can check out our YouTube channel in the next couple of days, and you'll actually see a video of me cracking open an entire box. And seeing what kind fun, of pulls I got. That was a fun stream. Uh, watching and playing Gloomhaven at the same time. Can can uh, and I hope he's still here. Can I just quickly have a Gloomhaven moment to shame Ng? We had okay. we had to get to the exit of this one map. Ng's character is a quartermaster who is supposed to have like all these like items and tools whatnot. And this man does not have a pair of boots, and we lose. This we spent like an hour and a half, two hours on this scenario, and we lose mm-hmm. because he was once he, he ran out of cards and got exhausted, one space away from the exit, one space. Shame for shame, shame, 
Poor shame. Terrible. All right. Let's get into why we're here. Actually, Let's talk about... Before we jump into that, uh, want to talk about PAX Unplugged really quick? Yeah, sure. Just, yeah. Okay. I mean, we're talking about yeah. trading cards and collectible card games and tabletop in general. Yeah. So uh, Bilal and I are heading to PAX Unplugged the weekend of December 2nd. It is being held in Philadelphia. And I think that we are also setting up some opportunities to be able to do some content while we're there. We were going to yeah. go just for fun, right? For fun. Because yeah, I love tabletop. I love board games. It's, I mean, board games is kind of what got me to transition yeah. into collectible card games. And so now I'm juggling the two. But I, uh, yeah, I was super excited about this. And then we, it looks like we're going to have some opportunities to actually do some stuff while we're there. Yeah. And um, so, I told Christian, I'm like, hey, yeah, we're a bunch of us are just going down. He's like, why didn't you tell me? He's like, I already had PR people asking uh, and we missed the media deadline. And I was like, well, message him and see if we can still figure something out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I think we're going to work around the media pass and just see if people are fine giving us interviews uh, the, just by walking up and talking. Uh, yeah. It should be it should be fun. Uh, uh, fun time. Uh, I will see if I can bring, we could do a couple unboxings and maybe live stream some fun stuff from the show floor. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, we should have some fun content coming out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think that maybe even if it's just for like a half hour, 45 minutes each night, we should live stream like a little recap of, of what we, yeah. or stream a little recap and talk about what we've done and what we did that day and what we saw and what we got to do. Yeah. Um, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah. So, all right. that Stay tuned for more of that. Let's go ahead and get into what we've been playing. So pretty short list, even though we've had like two weeks off. Uh, even though a decent amount of games There's too much coming out now. came out, right? And so let's let me get one out of the way and then we'll talk about the one that we played together. So Modern Warfare 2. I'm working through the campaign right now. I think I have maybe another hour and a half, two hours left of it. So it's something like four missions left. And it's what you expect. It's a good one of these. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. It is, I talked about it a little bit two weeks ago because I had just kind of started, but I've played much more of it. I, I, When you're in the game and when you're playing the game, it is a beautiful game. It is very much like, and this one more than any of the other ones, I think the past Call of Duties were like, oh, we had Michael Bay make a yeah. Call of Duty game, right? That's the feel of it. This is like, uh, we had a Justin Lin, right? He's the director of like Fast and Furious and stuff like that. Is it Justin Lin? Yeah, Justin Lin, who walked right. away from the latest one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this feels like that. That's what these this game feels like. I mean, there's literally a mission that reminds me of the Fast and Furious, where I, I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, one part of it is that I am, you're hanging upside down from a rope that's attached to a helicopter, still shooting at enemies as the helicopter like moves up and down to get you, you know, to, to knock it, run over by other cars and stuff. It's uh, just a Friday night at my household. <laughs> it's 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 so far I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I played some more of the multiplayer. I am not enjoying that as much. I think Call of Duty multiplayer just what is popular right now in the style of gameplay just isn't what I want to do. Right? It's not the style of gameplay that I fell in love with uh, when we were in college. And granted, that was you know, yeah. fifteen years ago. Stop at this point uh, i know and so it's just one of those things where like every single match is just people jumping around the corner 
and and just spraying right yeah and there's no penalty for the jumping so it's people just jumping out always always and not to mention that like kind of bums me out that uh at least on the xbox you're forced to do cross play right oh, yeah. i kind of just yeah. want to know like where i stand with other players playing the same platform and, and the same control scheme as me i think you but have to go into the, the system consoles, settings system yes settings, yeah. i know it's just it, but then if i play another game where it doesn't bother me that this cross play like say fall guys yeah and then it becomes an issue and so i just i just suck it up and deal with it uh warzone 2.0 came out today actually at the time of this recording and so i also played a little bit of that i only got in i think one full match and it feels like a better version of warzone so far i i do like the new map i do like some of the changes they made especially since now if you want to get uh, one of your primary weapons from your loadout, you don't have to wait for a loadout. You can actually buy it right from the shop. And so that's a nice little quality of life change. So you don't feel like you're at a huge disadvantage always until you get to a certain amount of money, right? To get your loadout in. The other thing is this Call of Duty, I think actually was nominated in the 2022 Game Awards for sound design. And it sounds awesome. It really does. I still think that it struggles with some things on multiplayer side, like footsteps, which all first person shooters kind yeah. of kind of do when it comes to multiplayer. But the way the guns sound uh, and everything environmentally sounds awesome. It, it is very it's very much like for the longest time, Battlefront and uh, sorry, Battlefield was kind of king of sound design when, and dice over there and things they were doing. And I think call it, I think this current Call of Duty, the sound design is as good, if not better than anything that Battlefield's ever done. And so I will give it its flowers in, in that regards. I think it's, that is really, really well done. And so I'm excited after this podcast, I'm going to play a bunch more tonight. And then uh, I should have better impressions of Warzone 2.0 by next week. Now, do you, the, do, so go ahead. quick question. Yeah. So I was talking to, um, I was talking to uh, some of my wife's cousins about it. And we were talking about uh, just jumping into Warzone. They're like, well, you don't, you haven't leveled up your weapons and stuff, and you can't bring those in. Like, and you ha you're at a disadvantage. And I was like, why would they do that? Is that still a thing? It is. It, so it is still a thing. I mean, if, that's when it comes to like getting your loadouts and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. Now they do let you just through playing, right? Every time you pick up a gun as ground loot, anything you do with that weapon goes towards your experience. So you can you can level up weapon level up weapons just by playing Warzone, right? Um but yes, that is part of the thing that bothers me about Warzone. It's still like I said, I only played one match, but even then I was like this stinks. Like even though I'm getting my loadout gun, I haven't played a ton of multiplayer and so it's not leveled up all the way. I don't have the proper sight on it. So it's just not as good as what I'm going to be running into, you know? The other thing is, and I'm glad you brought this up. One of the things I hate about this release of Call of Duty, I don't understand why they did this, is they changed the way that weapon progression works. It used to be just, hey, get kills with this weapon, play with this weapon, and it'll level up over time, and then you'll unlock all the attachments for that weapon, right? Mm -hmm. Now, certain attachments are locked behind other weapons. So you have to play and progress other weapons in order to get attachments for this one weapon that you actually want to use. And then there are certain guns that you can't get unless you level up other guns, right? So it becomes this thing where, okay, 
I want this site that I can only get by leveling up this weapon, that I can only get by playing with this other weapon, and I hate this other weapon. And I, it's just kind of a bummer. I understand the intent of saying, hey, people need to experiment. People need to try new weapons. They need to experience what we have here. Um, and that is giving them the benefit of the doubt, right? Yeah. That, that's like the, the most altruistic reason why they would do that. The other you know, reason they could be doing this, and probably the more likely reason, is that they sell cosmetics for their guns. And those cosmetics come in the form of blueprints, which have things unlocked for you and, and weapon makeups and configurations that even if you haven't unlocked them, you then get to use them there with that gun, with that blueprint. And so it's kind of a bummer, <laughs> but uh, it does kind of, like, I, you know, I don't want to say that that's why they did it, but it does kind of feel like that's why they did that, and that's why they went down this route. Yeah. And so, I will say that that's my biggest disappointment, 100%. It's not that, hey, some people are going to go in there and they're going to have level up weapons there, but it's fine. Pick up a ground loot weapon, you'll find one that's good, you can still win, right? Like, yeah. being able to outplay people is going to, it's not like leveled up weapons are drastically better for the most part than some of the very good weapons that you could find on the ground okay and so um i don't i don't think that is as much as a, of a concern i think the bigger concern is trying to get weapons leveled up is kind of a slog if you're just if you're you find a weapon that you like and then you have to go off of it in order to get attachments for that weapon that you like it's it's kind of a bummer yeah all right let's go let's talk about the biggest release in recent memory and the game that we've both been playing, uh, God of War Ragnarok. So up on the YouTube channel, theworkprint.com slash, or no, the youtube.com slash theworkprint, you'll see that I did an unboxing video for the God of War Collector's Edition. And it is, the video itself is flawless. There's literally no issues whatsoever. Um, and if you see or hear otherwise, that's on you. That's not... Listen, the only, on me. The only issue was rob's wife's disappointment that he still buys collector's editions <laughs> i guess oh uh, yeah i guess oh no i mentioned it on the uh, other yeah. the other yeah. video so make sure you go you'll hear me talk about it on that uh, the unboxing, unboxing yeah the unboxing yeah. video for the cards that i mentioned that i'm gonna i'm gonna put up there soon you'll hear <laughs> my wife's reaction to seeing the collector's edition but yeah so i've only put in i think five hours or so i've done nine of this uh, game at this point Okay, so you're about double me, but neither of us are close to the end. What are your thoughts so far, Bilal? I know I saw you put out a tweet, but yeah. I want to hear you say it. Um, so um, I'll, I'll, I'll preface it with this. Uh, listening to other podcasts and reading coverage about this game when the previews dropped, a lot of them did say this very much feels like God of War 2018 2. Uh, as soon as for the first oh, like eight to 10 hours of this game. And that's very much how I feel uh, about it right now. Like there's not much that's different. Uh, like the, st the story is still good. The combat still feels very much the same. Like you still got your ax and like the blades. Mm -hmm. um, I think the acting and the performances are fantastic. And mm -hmm. I think like the story definitely, definitely moves at a faster pace. Uh, compared to 2018 so like th that's what's got me very much intrigued 
the combat does feel a bit more polished because I wasn't a big fan of uh, God of War 2018's combat, and I know that might be like uh, heresy to some folks, but like that game was like an eight out of ten for me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but like I'm really enjoying my time with this one. Uh, I'm looking to for- forward to going back and like playing more of it this weekend. Uh, I just like have not been able to, like I haven't been feeling well so, and when when I'm not feeling well like jumping into a game sometimes isn't just like the best the best way to enjoy myself yeah uh, at that time but yeah I think one of the things this game does suffer uh, that the first one did for me as well was like you unlock these skills for Kratos um for your like your, your axe and like Half the time, I don't even end up using those. They're just <laughs> unlocking them because they're there. It's like mm-hmm. I could throw my axe, could pull it. I know uh, I know how to dodge and parry. Um, I think like, the parry system feels great uh, mm-hmm. in this. Like I went for the high risk, high reward parry shield. Of uh, course you did. Yeah, yeah of course you did. Just, and dude, the the stun on it is uh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, even under like the normal difficulty, like I think there's five of them. I chose like the third one that's in the middle. Yeah, you can come across some fights where like. You can't just go in hack and slash. You have to play a little bit smart and, mm-hmm. and utilize the tools you have there. But um, yeah, no. Overall, it, it's a solid time, and I really want to see where this goes. I just wish, I just wish there's something new within these first ten hours. Like I'm fine with laying the groundwork and moving fo- uh, moving things forward, but I just need that ball to start rolling. Um, the big boss fights that have been there have been a spectacle and have been fun. Um, like, eh, I won't well, spoil it, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's been a good time. And uh, like I said, I think the performances really help make the game stand out. Yeah, uh, I am not as far as you, obviously, but I don't disagree with any of your complaints. I talked about this before on the podcast. The 2018 God of War is probably one of my favorite games, if not my favorite game from that era of PlayStation games. And so this does feel like God of War 2018 2, because it is God of War 2018 2, right? I think part of it is that it it does suffer because of its own success, you know? Things that were impressive in that first one, like the visual fidelity that it was pushing out on that console, like the story and, and the the voice acting and, and motion capture, like the fact that this game, like the last one, is one continuous take, right? Yeah. I think that we've gotten accustomed to that, but when it hit me again and I actually like thought about it, I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is impressive, you know. Uh, what and they're doing is what they're doing is super, super impressive. The game does look gorgeous. It, it's it is mm-hmm. probably one of the best looking games I've played. Yep. Uh, I was initially playing in the high frame rate, high quality mode. Okay. Um, and that was nice, but then I could see, I could see. It not being as smooth and then i was like well, let me just put it on uh performance and high frame rate and then i couldn't turn it back because it was just mm-hmm. too nice to go from there like there's a yeah. lot of options for how you can play but even like that high quality mode like mm-hmm. people say you can't see much of a difference it, it is like a there is i can see the quality drop it's mm-hmm. not much but 
goddamn that high quality mode. Like when this game comes to PC and you're running like a 3080 Ti or a 4080, oh my god, this game's gonna be a- absolute stunner. Yeah, I and I I think the combat does feel good. Yes, it is a slight evolution of what you saw in 2018. I I like that one of the things they do is they start you off with the, both weapons, right? I mean, most of 2018 was done with the Leviathan axe. You didn't yeah. get, you know, you didn't get your blades until later on. And here you have them both, right, from the start. Well, yeah, and, and, I, and one of the things that I really like is, like, when they head out for this adventure, like, they go back and they pick up all the, like, the 2018 items that they had gathered mm-hmm. over, uh, uh, and they're like, okay, yeah, well, let's take these because we're going to need them. And I was like, I was like, that's a nice touch because yep. a lot of times you're like, well, they, they forget all about that. Um, I will say that the... I do find it interesting and I don't want to spoil anything. I mean, we're, we're early on, but there are some of the same exact beats in this game as there were in 2018. Uh, not that the, the plot points are the same, right? Mm-hmm. But just the like, all right, we're doing this and then this happens and it's very reminiscent of what we did before. And even the outcome is very reminiscent to what we did before. I do like all the characters they've introduced so far. Um, the returning characters are still awesome. Yeah. I I don't know what I want from this game. That is to say that I did just want more of what we got in 2018. But yeah. like you, I do want it to feel... Like, I want it to feel new, right? Yeah. And I have not reached a point yet where I think it feels new. As of right now, I know this game is getting a lot of 10 out of 10s. As of right now, if I was to give it a score based on just five hours, and granted, it's very early in, uh, right now I have it at around like an 8.5 or a 9. Yeah. I think it, everything is everything is just really, really, really well done. But I haven't been like blown away yet. Right? Yeah. And, and so, I, think, I, I think it's coming. Like, uh, I like from what, what at least I've played. Like, I there's that sense it's building up towards something. And I don't know if you mm-hmm. feel the same way. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm invested in the story. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. like I I'm I'm all in and seeing what happens next. And uh, I'm hoping that I can go all in on this game and and, and put in the time. I, what's holding me back the only reason I've only done five hours is because one life <laughs> yeah. two uh, as part of life I've got family that came in and, and is visiting and then three I a game like this I just want to sit down and I I want to I want to play it in you know five sittings right I want to have long marathon sessions with this game yeah and knowing that I have the modern warfare campaign that only has an hour and a half left of it or so Uh, that I still have Gotham Knights that I was progressing through, that I still have these other games that I started. I just want to get those all out of the way so I can fully just focus on this and think about it. We got Pokemon coming out in two days. Yeah. Pentiment just dropped. And it's getting amazing reviews. That's the one that's messing me up. And that's the one that's that's making me go, okay, sorry, Gotham Knights. I'm going to (laughs) finish Call of Duty. Then I'm going to play God of War. Then I'm going to play Pentiment. Yeah. Um... I, I feel like God of War is like the Marvel show or it's like Endgame. Like I need to mm-hmm. get through this before yeah. somebody says something. And yes. Get ruined. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, 
just a few other things I quickly want to touch upon. That the opening moments of that of this game, um, God, they they know how to hit you right in the feels, uh, right from the get go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it, it's funny because like I wasn't a dad when 2018 came out, and now as a dad, I'm just like. I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, yeah. uh, you hear like Mamir just going like Atreus at one point. He's like, he just wants to spend time with you. Like, yeah. that, that's, that's like, I'm like, yes, yes, I understand now. I get yeah. it. Um, it's also, I mean, imagine yeah. like for me, right? I've got a son pretty close in age to Atreus. And so it is like, I mean, it does, it is manipulating me, right? It 100% yeah. is. I am being affected by it because of that. And so, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm enjoying it. I really like it. And I, I hope to see, I do hope that it surprises me, right? Even if it is just story-wise as we go on. Um, Have you done the I, side quests at all? Um, I've done some of them. I mean, I'm doing some actually right now as we speak. And Did so, you finish the mine one? The, like, the mining one on that, the lake? That is the one I just finished. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you did the Watchtower. Yes. Which is a part of it. <laughs> yes, maybe. I might be in the middle of that actually right okay. now. And so, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm, like I said, I'm excited to see where this goes next. And actually I was thinking about this uh, the other day is that I think when I, my next dog that I get, I think I'm going to name him Fenrir. I think I've decided um, between yeah. this and Smite and I recently read uh, Norse Mythology, the uh, Neil Gaiman um, oh. book. And so I... It's time to read. Yeah. Well, actually, that one I think I didn't read. It was an audiobook, but uh, But yes. All right. That, I think, wraps up what we've been playing, right? Um, That's a really big one. I, j- I just want to t- touch on like one quick thing. Um the Steam Deck, actually, Microsoft actually put out an update uh, which affected the Steam Deck um, for cloud gaming. They pushed out an update that like works better on Linux and you can t- do 1080p streams uh, now on like certain browsers. And so uh, the Edge browser was one of them and it's also on uh, the Steam Deck. So I went through and I set up the Microsoft's um, uh, steps for that. Like I already did the remote play for the Xbox, which came with xCloud, but I wanted to do Microsoft's method as well. And it works extremely well. Like I am really blown away by xCloud on uh, Steam Deck. I played through the intro portion of Persona 5 Royal because Josh was talking about it, uh, playing it on the Switch. I started Pentiment on it today and uh, it plays great. It looks great. Um, I'm actually very impressed with uh, what Microsoft's done on the cloud gaming side of things. And like the Steam Deck just feels so good um to hold and play those games with so like if you got a steam deck or thinking about getting one it's another benefit for you right there i can't wait until the second revision of that comes out i know S- or the first same first revision here. second version first revision yeah same, same here man i think i think that i'm all in on it um all right let's get into the news our biggest story of the week i don't care what anybody says ask ketchum has finally become the very best uh i'm reading this from Polygon, and it says that after 25 years of training, adventuring, and meeting new friends along the way, Ash Ketchum has finally achieved his lifelong dream of becoming the world's best Pokemon trainer. In the latest episode of the anime, Pokemon Ultimate Journeys, the series, Ash beat Leon in the Pokemon World Coronation series, thus becoming 
the number one ranked trainer in the show's world. Now, uh, there's no English translation yet, right? It's still just in uh, Japanese. I think it's still Japanese for now. Yeah. yeah. And so this video, as, as soon as it happened, this video was all over Twitter. Uh, you can find the, the, the clip of the, 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 the very end of the match and the moment where it happens. Oh boy, was Dude. I not prepared for it to like uh, hit me in the nostalgia as hard as it did. I, I haven't seen the end of the fight, but I saw the animation of the fight, the Pikachu mm -hmm. versus Charizard. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, this is Dragon Ball level animation. Like this is, <laughs> this is, as Pikachu Super Saiyan. Like what's, what's a, happening? A hundred, a hundred percent. There, uh, I don't want to spoil anything if you haven't seen the end of it, but there is a moment in this where I'm just like, yes, yes. Like, you're, like I was holding, like I haven't watched the Pokemon anime in years since like maybe middle school, mm -hmm. but I was holding my breath watching that clip and I was yep. like, holy shit, this looks intense. Yep. And it's about time, right? Like yeah. that yeah. was always kind of the running joke is that he's always he's always been unstoppable, right? For the most part. <laughs> yeah. Until he gets to the championships and then he this chokes. Article hold the yeah. It took the seven year old twenty five years to finally mm -hmm. win it to championship. Um is he seven or is he ten? I think he's ten, right? Is he ten now? Uh, I, don't know. I think so. I don't. I don't know. In this, in the, this version of the anime, it looks like he's got a little mustache, and so. Um, yeah. Congratulations, Ash. Yep. You're Good on you, man. It's about yeah. time. Hopefully, that'll be me, this weekend at Nats. I, I I hope I hope it is, man. I I want to read that story. Could you Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I I win, Nats. Right. And then I have to give an interview and they're like, oh, like when did you get into the game? And I have to tell them that I've been playing for a month and a half. Like that would be awesome. That would make so many people mad. Uh, all right. Next bit of news. Control will be getting a big budget sequel. Remedy confirms. Again, I'm reading this from Polygon.com. Remedy Entertainment has confirmed that it's working on a sequel to a stylish science fiction action game, Control. The sequel is only on early concept stage and it'll take a while, says the series game director. But to put it mildly, this is the most exciting project I've ever worked on. Um, Remedy said that a 50, uh, what currency is that? Million uh, initial development budget had been set in a code development Euro. and co-publishing agreement, Euro, okay, with 505 Games, which published the original game. Uh, the game will be built in the finished developers in-house Northlight engine. And so, I mean, I, listen, I love uh original control i actually played through it a second time when that next gen version came out yeah and i cannot wait to go back into that world in that universe and 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 play again especially I, yeah. especially knowing that they're gonna get a uh a bigger budget this time out i mean and hopefully you know that results in it actually being a, a an even better game like I'm, I, I'm I think it sounds crazy that that first one wasn't big budget right it, you know because it it definitely felt like it all right. Uh, I mentioned the replaying it on the next gen update. Another game getting a next gen update is The Witcher 3, and it is finally arriving for free in December. Um, okay. Uh, the current gen update will land on December 14th. Developer CD Project Red announced on Monday. 
uh, this past Monday. And it looks like that we're going to get more details and gameplay reveal next week on CD Projekt Red's Red Streams over on their Twitch channel. I don't know if I have the time to play The Witcher 3 again, even with the next-gen update. What I will say, though, is that I never played any of the expansions um, or the play DLC. the Genie one? No. I did the Genie one. I never played Blood and Wine. And so, I mean, Blood and Wine is supposed to be the one, right? And so there is a chance that I could pop back in to kind of play those uh, on next gen. And so I'm, I'm, I'm still, even though I don't think I'm going to play through this all over again, I am still pretty excited. And I'm kind of jealous of people who are going to be hopping in for the first time, especially <laughs> people who are fans of, you know, the Netflix show. I am still shocked at how many hours you put into this game in order to review <laughs> it in such a short span of time. And you're like, you're like, I'm pretty sure I'm at the end. I'm writing up this review now. And then like, you're like, I still had 30 hours left after that. Yeah. Yeah. I still I mean, had this... a whole third of the game left, but yeah. I stand by, I stand by my review. I also stand by how many hours I put into it in order to write it. I think you I had like 60 in there. I, yeah. Point. I think I did enough to justify the review. Yeah. All right. Sigma Polygon. We're going to talk about the game awards, 2022 game of the year nominations. So game of the year, nominations uh, had been actually all the nominations for game of the awards were announced and we're going to be talking about the game of the year ones so we've got a plague tale requiem elden ring god of war ragnarok horizon forbidden west stray and xenoblade chronicles 3 um uh, is stray really that good like do i need to go and play stray for our, our game of the year discussion i mean like, if i so, feel like if one of us is going to it's going to be you not me uh yeah. I don't know. I I, I tend one game on this list. I tend not to fully agree. Yeah. With the game of the year nominations for, game for the yeah. game awards, right? Like, I mean, Tunic's not on here, which I think is kind of wild. Yeah. Um, especially since not for nothing, but I I enjoyed Tunic way more than the time I spent with Horizon Forbidden West. So like, I that's like, one of those have, games that have either one of us beaten beat no no we both fell fell off on it and i plan on going back to it before the year is over but uh you know obviously we we can't say whether or not god of ragnarok belongs on there for certain but at this point i think that that's totally fine it being there um i obviously we both know which one our game of the year probably is going to be (laughs) based on this list and that being elden ring i i I, I think I didn't say this on God of War Ragnarok, but like I think while there are some epic fights in God of War Ragnarok, nothing comes close to that feeling of like any fight in Elden Ring. Yeah. It's funny. I saw a lot of people getting upset about one of the other character uh, categories, best narrative, where people were talking about Elden Ring not belonging on there. And I think that is wild. I think people expect best narrative and they think of linear like storytelling. Storytelling. All right. Yeah. Which, fine, God of War Ragnarok belongs there, right? I'm sure Plague Tale Requiem belongs there. I'm sure Horizon Forbidden West. But, like, to say that Elden Ring doesn't belong on there, and actually, in my opinion, isn't, like, a, a, a front runner right now, I think is insane. Uh, all the different stories that you find out and, and the things that you discover, there's so much lore. I, I, I mean... I mean, it's dripping. It's it's not yep. force fed to you. Like right. some of it is in it needs to be interpreted, but yep. there is a ton there that if you take the time, you can come across it and learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it yeah it's it's not your conventional way of experiencing a story and i think like that might be one of my complaints with elden ring at the end of the day like i kind of wish they would go like the sekiro route. like sekiro did kind of tell a more straightforward story it wasn't groundbreaking in any manner but like i could at least know i at least knew what i experienced with that with elden ring at times it's like i got this ending i worked extra hard for and i don't know what it means <laughs> um, yeah but I don't think that less for me at the end of the day that never lessened the experience because um, there is always this like mystery. Um, there's there is intrigue. Like take mm-hmm. the Ronnie quest line for example. While I don't know exactly what her entire ending means, I do know that her quest line as it evolved was actually really cool, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, we will definitely do an episode of this podcast closer to December. 8th where we will make our predictions on who we think will win in each category oh shit we're going to pax and then coming back for game of the year yep shit. it's gonna be good times yeah. i so I, maybe i will maybe say that- i'm glad to see xenoblade chronicles 3 getting the respect that it deserves like i haven't finished it but it is very good it is a very good one of those um uh, in terms of jrpg and uh so i'm glad to see it up there Next bit of news, Marvel's Avengers adding the Winter Soldier to its lineup. <coughs> I, I add this just for you. I, yeah, and then I, just, for I, like, just for like, it's still being supported? It's, I mean, yeah, I guess. They still haven't done anything to actually fi- fix the endgame content. I mean, that endgame still isn't what it needs to be. And so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I saw this and was just like, oh, do I want to? I still have it downloaded. Do I want to? Which is like, who am, I, who am I kidding? That's a lot of space. Who am I kidding? There's so many good... I have it in cold storage. Okay. There are so many... Uh, there's so many good games out there right now for me to go back to a game that's like, fine. It's just fine. You know? I think that if they ever made a sequel, that they could absolutely uh, do some things different. But right now, it's 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 just... It's fine. I wonder what the, I wonder what the con- uh, contractual <clears throat> obligation is here for this. Like, I would have totally thought... They would have pulled the plug on it already. They pulled the plug on this already. Yeah. Like, like for anyone that hasn't been with us, like the story is fantastic for the campaign. But yep, single player campaign is great. Yeah, the multiplayer stuff, whatever. Is is the end game is just re- repetitive and 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 not varied enough. It's just not varied enough. There's just not enough content there. It just feels like you're doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Um. Speaking of not having enough content, Halo Infinite's big winter update is available now in an effort to bring more content to it. Uh, this includes features like Forge, which I think is just in beta technically, uh, the map and game editor, campaign co-op, and campaign mission replay. <sighs> Additionally, the patch introduced a fresh multiplayer battle pass along with new maps and play modes. Now, I do want to go in and mess around and see what the co-op is like. Because yeah. I do think that open world is ripe for us to have like some zany fun co-op action in there. Uh, but this continues to be like just such a bummer for me, man. As much as I, and still when I hop in and I play, I'm like, oh, this game feels so good. There's just not a much, there's not just not enough of this game out there. Especially when so- you look at what Modern Warfare 2 has launched with, right? Yeah. And then two weeks later, Wars into it. Like, there's just, there's so much content. There really is just so much yeah. content there. And so, so, 
there's uh, two interesting things with this. Like one, uh, one of the changes I like that they did, they pushed out was um, the new experience method isn't quest based. It's like performance based now. So okay. I was like, that's a good incentive to actually go and perform well instead of just like, and uh, they made the the quests more generic. And like the reward for that is like that weekly reward of like doing the capstone mm -hmm. uh, quest. Two, the thing I found really funny was this game came out too late for ga the Game Awards last year. And so it was going to be uh, going to qualify for this year, and it just like it's nowhere because of how badly they dropped that ball. Like I at least expected it for like best multiplayer game, and it's just like really disappointing that it, it's it's not even it, it, it has no legs to stand on at this point. All right, next bit of news: we've got the. Games coming to Xbox Game Pass. Um, this is over at the Xbox Wire. So available now, Pentiment and Somerville. Somerville is another one that I, I want to try. I hear it's good, but not great. But it is, again, from a team that was former um, developers that did Inside and, and Limbo. And I've talked many times about how much I love uh, Limbo. And so I'm, I'm excited to give that a try. Coming soon, we have Dune Spice World. Spice Wars coming November 17th to Game Pass uh, for PC. That is a real-time strategy game. By all accounts, you know, uh, very good. Ghost Lore is coming to PC November 17th. Lapin is coming to Cloud, Console, and PC November 17th. Uh, Norco is coming to Cloud and Console November 17th. I've heard that's another um, Game of the Year contender. Yeah, I hear it. it's very, very good. And I actually think I downloaded it on PC, but never actually started it because it's been on Game Pass PC for a little while now. Uh, Gungrave Gore is coming to cloud console and PC November 22nd. We have Insurgency Sandstorm coming to cloud and console November 29th. Soccer Story coming to cloud console and PC November 29th. And then Warhammer 40k Dark Tide coming November 30th. This I'm a little bit confused about because... My understanding right here, it's listed as just coming to Game Pass for PC. Uh, my understanding is that it was also coming to console Game Pass. Uh, I wonder if the PC release and the console release are no longer the same date. And so, uh, because I was really looking forward to playing this, but on console, obviously I could play on PC, but uh, playing with the guys on console, because we liked the other, what's the other medieval one it's planned to be released for microsoft windows on november 30th and xbox series x and s shortly after okay yeah um but yeah no i mean i'm excited for that one that's in the vein of like your left for deads and, and your back for bloods and stuff like that vermintide vermintide is the one yeah and vermintide too we played those we enjoyed those um so i'm excited for dark tide yeah no i'm, uh, I'm very excited all right, and then uh, more games getting touch controls added to them. Amnesia Collection, Ghost Song, Amnesia Rebirth, Immortals Phoenix Rising, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Origins, Opus, Echo Star Song, Pentiment, Scorn, DC League of Super Pets, Disney Dreamlight Valley, Soma, Football Manager 2023 for console, You Suck at Parking, and Hugo Melodies of Steel. Now leaving November 30th are Archville, Deer Simulator, Final Fantasy 13 2, Mind Scanners, Mortal Shell, Space Warlord, Oregon Trading Simulator, Undungeon, Warhammer 40k Battle Sector. 
uh i like i said i'm you know most excited for uh dark tide but again it's a pretty solid month of releases especially when you consider yeah. dune spice wars and norco uh coming out and then soccer story i'm actually also interested in soccer story but yeah and i was a big fan of dodgeball academia mm-hmm. so if this is any where it in that vein i might it's, have a good time yeah it's funny how many like uh sports rpgs are kind of oh. coming out these days right uh, yeah i didn't even um i don't remember what the nintendo indie show was but like mm-hmm. they showed off sports story yeah um and oh my god that game is like stardew valley on crack of bullet sports <laughs> <laughs> All right, next bit of news again from Xbox Wire. The Xbox November update rolls out today. Uh, this is this is an, a console update that brings new features. It's bringing the Discord voice channels to your Xbox console. This was previously just for preview members, so I've had this for a little while, haha. <laughs> uh, but now everybody gets to play it. They've also made it better integrated, so you no longer, I believe you no longer actually need your phone, you can just kind of get in and out of there right from the console, which is a, a nice touch and exactly how it should be. Uh, noise suppression and Discord voice uh, is has been activated on the Xbox Series X. There's also wishlist gifting and sale notifications coming to Microsoft Store on Xbox. Uh, new integrated captures app for your gaming moments on the capture and share tab. And then enhanced power options and customizations under the settings. Um, you can compare the power use of your console in either shutdown or sleep mode to help you decide which is best for you. Right now, it defaults to shutdown energy saving mode, which but you can change it to at any time in the settings. I think they've said like it's you're better off just shutting it down completely now for energy because like there's no dip, the startup time is so quick. Right, it really shouldn't affect anything. And considering that quick resume still works even when you yeah. fully shut it down, like. Uh, but then they've added the ability to go into Whoa. the minutia and and actually uh, adjust it. What? And then there's yes, so they're adding a live stream with Twitch, Lightstream, and Streamlabs Studio from your Xbox console. You can now start your live stream directly from your Xbox console with Twitch, which you've already been able to do, Lightstream, and Streamlabs. Um, to get started, open the guide and go to capture and share, live streaming, and more options. Then scroll down to destination to stream from the Twitch, Lightstream, or Streamlabs Studios apps. And so uh, that's what I was going to say is that before it, you were streaming to Twitch, you were using it through the dedicated Twitch app on the Xbox console. And so it was a couple extra steps. But now the Twitch app on Xbox consoles is solely dedicated to viewing only. I mean, they're, uh, clearly streaming is uh, a major driving force in, in games, right? It's not just people who are trying to make a living of it. It's also people like us that this is, you know, this, at the end of the day, this is a hobby. And so I think this is super smart to just continue to streamline it and to integrate more and more services in it. I also thought it was super smart that they let you hook up any USB, uh, almost any USB webcam in order to use that to stream. You don't need like a Xbox Microsoft branded one. And so, yeah, I, I think what it's really smart. What am I supposed really to do with smart. my uh, Xbox Uno mic yeah, or yeah. camera? Yeah. <laughs> uh, those things, I think anybody who owns that is on a list somewhere with the FBI because... I had one of those. <laughs> I, I, I bet you played Uno and I bet you saw a lot of men's testicles playing. I, Next, I, didn't, stick, I didn't stick around that long. Okay. Next bit of news. Control Rumble for Xbox Cloud Gaming is in beta on PC and Mac. 
And then they've added recommendations in settings. This is just more of like an onboarding thing, right? And kind of a, a hey, you might not know much about tech and, and you don't know how to get the best out of the system that we can see is hooked up to this console. So here you go. Um, now there's ask to join. So instead of just trying to join a game, you can now ask your friend directly for someone's profile if you can uh, ask to join their game. The friend will get notified and can respond with an invite or message. Uh, That's Xbox, nice. Because sometimes yep, I, I hate when people jump into my yeah. games. Xbox Assist has been... I'm going to take that as a personal... No, uh, no, not no, you. I lo- I lo- <laughs> I, I'm happy when you want me to play with you. <laughs> uh, Xbox Assist is redesigned as Xbox Support. Um, and that wraps up the major updates in this patch this is a great patch i mean yeah. top to bottom there's a ton of great things that they're adding sure some of it isn't the most exciting thing right but it's all they're all great features to have i love i love that while i miss the days of having like the big winter update and the big spring update i do love that we are getting updates like essentially quarterly from them and they are uh doing a lot right yeah. and so it, it feels like a, a big change. it feels like something worthwhile Instead of just being a release that's like, you know, performance. Then the patch notes are like performance updates, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. Sticking with Xbox Wire, we got Xbox Cloud Gaming is coming to even more Samsung TVs and adding Rumble support. So when this first release, when the app first released, it was only for their line of 2022 smart Samsung smart TVs. But now they've expanded this support to, the, uh, to select Samsung 2021 smart TVs. And they're investing in making the cloud experience better by adding controller rumble to the Xbox app. I think that's huge. I think that like there's a reason that rumble has uh, stuck around for as long as it has. And while why so many people complain when Sony took it out during the PlayStation 3 era that they had to add it back in. And so being able to get rumble through cloud streaming is 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 uh, a big deal in my opinion. And so uh, random rumble question for you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Do you turn Rumble off in shooters? No. I know some people do because of like, yeah, it's distracting or whatever. But no, I... I it's like part of the experience. And yeah, and for me, the tactile Rumble, when you actually land a shot and stuff like that, it just, I mean, it, it helps me play better in my opinion. Yeah. And so no, I never turn off Rumble. I also crank it all the way up. If there's like an option to turn it down, I leave it cranked all the way up. Um, and so no, I love Rumble. <laughs> I still remember getting the Rumble Pack, right, for the N64. And ah, so... yeah, I have 64. I had a, mm. I had the DualShock for the PlayStation back um, in the day. You know, I'm curious as to whether or not... I have to think if my Samsung downstairs is a 2021 Samsung. I don't think it is. I think it's a 2020. Mm, that's unfortunate. All right. <laughs> Honey, we need a new TV. Oh, no, I'm already trying... Listen, I'm trying to get any one of these TVs to break <laughs> I'm trying to get that C2 in here, you know, uh, get a no, 77 gotta, inch in the living room. Got to wait till January. That's when they'd really go on sale. Yeah. Um. All right. Last story for the week. We've got Kingdom Hearts and Skyrim highlight the PlayStation Plus extra games for November. Um, bum, 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 bum. <laughs> but Sony says you won't see any Microsoft owned games on any other uh streaming or subscribe subscription service yeah all right so let's just go through the article over here on polygon kingdom hearts fans fresh off their victory 
<laughs> blah, blah blah. Get access to four PlayStation Four games from that series with the PlayStation Plus extra subscription beginning November fifteenth. Uh, the Kingdom Hearts titles in question are the HD one point five and two point five remix, Kingdom Hearts HD two point eight Final Chapter Prologue, Kingdom Hearts three, and the rhythm action spinoff Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Let me save you the time. Don't play any of them. Just me, don't do it. L- listen, if you Just have narrative issues with Elden Ring <laughs> and you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, you shouldn't uh, be talking. Yeah, that's true. Uh, also coming is Tom Clancy's Division 2. And then PlayStation Plus extra subscribers also get Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, uh, which is a great game even today, even though it was released, wow, seven years ago at this point. Oof. Um, subscribers will also get Chorus, The Guardians Between, and what remains of Edith Finch? Actually, what remains of Edith Finch is one of my favorite games. I think it's yep. so good, especially in that genre. Um, I, I always think about the brother that worked at worked at that fish factory and then got lost in his imagination. That one, mm-hmm. that that one always upsets mm-hmm. me. Really, more than the kid on the swing, the kid on the swing, or. Or the tub. Oh no, they all upset me. They're all upsetting, but like, there's something about uh, that one where like, he just worked this mundane job. Yeah, and yeah. then like slowly just like lost grips with reality. Yeah. Or was freeing himself from a prison reality. Who knows? Yeah. Um. Also, uh, Skyrim is being included. Uh, bum, 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 bum. Earth Defense Force World Brothers, Earth Defense Force Iron Rain, and. Oni Chandra Origin. I think you said that right. So premium tier subscribers will get access to five Ratchet and Clank titles. It's so funny that I'm like going from extra to premium tier. Uh, Ratchet and Clank titles. They are Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank 2, Going Commando, Ratchet and Clank Up Your Arsenal, Ratchet and Clank Deadlock, and Ratchet and Clank Future Tools of Destruction. As far as PlayStation Plus Essential subscribers like me, uh, we are getting Neo 2, Lego Harry Potter Collection, and Heavenly Bodies. And those are all available now. I actually got the notification on my phone earlier. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the list of games that, that have been added are are fine. I just, I mean, I know I'm, I'm, I've been beating the same drum over and over again when it comes to this new PlayStation Plus relaunch, but I'm just not going to get excited for, as somebody who owns both consoles, all three consoles, and a PC. All right, let's get that out of the way. I have Game Pass on Xbox. A lot of these games that we're talking about, I've been able to play through Game Pass on Xbox, right? I understand if all you have is a, a PlayStation 5, and then these extra tiers are, are, are a great value. Anything like this with a subscription model where you have access to this bigger, large library of games, is in my opinion a great model and i think it's great for consumers okay that being said i cannot get excited as somebody who has game pass for a service that doesn't have its first party games day and date the same way that game pass does you know at the end of the day like there's very little they can do for me to go that is a better value than game pass and if it's not a better value the game pass if it's not the same value as game pass why am i going to pay the same amount of money for your service as i do for game pass now there are things they can do right even if let's say they didn't want to do 
their first party games day and date because they continue to sell massive numbers with their first party titles. I get it, right? And they don't want to dilute that at all. I get it. Then use you you are a part of Sony, you know, you have other things that you can include as a added benefit, right? So right now with uh with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, the highest tier of Xbox Game Pass, you also get the cloud streaming, you get EA Play, whatever it's called, right? Sony now owns Funimation and Crunchyroll, right? Because Funimation yeah. brought, bought Crunchyroll, right? Why don't you throw that in as part of a perk for your current PlayStation Plus premium subscribers, right? Make it feel premium. Make it say, hey, this is how we separate ourselves. We're not, it's not just about the games, but it's about this content that we can dip into because we are Sony, right? Like, this is what we have. We have other media. That's the one thing that Microsoft can't compete with, right? Is they have games and that's it when it comes to pop culture and media, right? I mean, they don't have a, a movie studio. They don't have a TV studio. They don't have an <laughs> animation streaming service. Like, they don't have these things. And Sony should be leveraging that stuff, in my opinion. And I think that's how you get it to be. I think that's how you get people excited about it. I remember uh, when I joined Peacock, they, I was sitting in like a, a, one of the meetings and someone asked a question about anime and they'd be like, you'd be shocked at how many people have searched Naruto on Peacock. And I was, just, yeah. I was, like, I was like, seriously? Like, um, like, I think the one thing that COVID did do was, was create like had this huge anime boom um like you know one, like one piece fandom exploded during mm -hmm. covid uh you know what else didn't hurt right is you've got actors like michael b jordan you've got professional athletes you got all these people who are coming out and saying like no anime is dope like you don't have to be ashamed to like anime you know and so more than anything, just like gaming, it's becoming more socially acceptable to to be into that stuff. You know, check out these Coach X Michael B Jordan crossover Naruto pins that I got from Comic Con. I think like in twenty nineteen. Come on, focus. So there's like the uh, Akatsuki mm -hmm. one. I think this is. I think this one's Naruto's. Uh, the rappers killing it's yeah yeah, yeah. it's a reflection yeah. no they but, released they released so, like some some clothing part of yeah. the clothing line right or some uh, accessories and stuff like that as part of that yeah. uh, that promotion yeah like uniqlo does um like anime um clothing lines like releases and like mm -hmm. all that stuff sells out almost immediately now like if you're not there day one i had to get a a, a one piece shirt from japan directly through ebay because i couldn't find it in the states i mean i'm telling you this is how you get me to subscribe to PlayStation Plus Premium, right? Yeah. If you're not going to give me the first party games, have the games that you have on there now. Give me a proper window, consistent window, the same way EA does of saying like, hey, six months after release, this is when our stuff is going to come to service, right? And then add in this, right? Tell me I can get Crunchyroll and Funimation as part of my subscription, you know? And, and then I'm in. Yeah. And then it feels actually worth it to me. And so I, uh, until then I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of out. Right. Just, just the value prop is not there. Yeah. And so, yeah. 
But, uh, back, <laughs> and he goes in the chat. He's like, back in my day, it wasn't cool to watch anime. Yeah. I remember I had to bike to a friend's house and have him burn episodes for me because it used to take eight mm-hmm. hours to download mm-hmm. an episode of Naruto. Listen, it, I, I'm going to be honest with you, right? While I've always been uh, into video games, into comic books and stuff like that, I was not into anime in high school when I thought I was too cool for that stuff. I definitely looked down on it. I'll be honest. I looked down on it, right? It's just because I hadn't been shown the way. It's, I think it's funny because just like any other form of media, right? There are so many different types of anime out there. And I think that's what people are, discoverability is so easy now. That's really what it is, yeah. right? It's not, yeah, COVID had something to do with it. These uh, celebrities and professional athletes coming out of the woodwork. But like just finding out one, just how big anime is in minority communities and minority culture and stuff like that, right? And then also finding uh, just discoverability of it being so easy and finding all these different animes. I mean, not every anime is Dragon Ball Z. Not every anime is super fan servicey. Uh, some are, and some of those are still pretty good, like Food Wars, but... I uh, I just told a friend to watch Food Wars, but make sure no one is around. And we we <laughs> were talking. Somebody in our Discord with the with the guys asked for a recommendation on anime, and somebody mentioned Food Wars, and was like, "But yeah, just you know, you gotta gotta get over the fancier stuff." And I just straight up typed my favorite because Food Wars is it's, my favorite it's so anime. Good. I Dude, love it. Like the amount of times I watch that series, and I'm just like, I'm hungry. I wish yep. I could make that. Yep. How did they I, make how, how did they make an egg look so good? <laughs> I literally used like some techniques <laughs> and went in and and used it that I learned on on watching Food Wars. And so uh yeah, no, and then in the chat is mentioning some some classics. I mean, the easiest one I think to recommend to people to kind of see like, oh no, it can be different is like you go and you watch Death Note, right? Yeah. And you see something that is like this very like serious story that's being told but it's fantastical and over the top right and it's something that and it's been shown it's something that you can't really do in live action properly you know and so that's where the medium shines and so no i i uh i guess we got on this tangent from (laughs) from playstation plus premium this is how you get us right that's how you get us subscribers you make an added benefit and so uh yeah that wraps up our our show for this week i know Bilal, you're still feeling a little bit under the weather and uh i got two shots today uh i i really hope got, you don't uh i've heard people like i got the two shots i was okay yeah but i've i've heard folks just be like yeah it was a rough weekend uh, yeah after the two well that's all, part of the reason why i wanted to get it done today as well yeah. is that i uh i, I just don't want to be miserable for this weekend you know yeah. when i'm sitting here in front of my computer for however many hours playing cards uh yeah so thank you even though you're not feeling well for hopping on the podcast this week why don't you let people know where they can follow you follow the site yeah uh you guys can follow me over on twitter at Bilal underscore mian b-i-l-a-l underscore m-i-a-n um you guys can follow the site over at theworkprint.com um and follow it on the socials on twitter facebook instagram twitch uh um just search for the work print all one word and uh you'll find us there we've got some fun coverage going up on the site uh other rob has completed uh his review and recap of 
Atlanta, which just wrapped up its uh, series on uh, FX, and then we got some you know comic book news. Uh, Christian actually did a review for Broken Pieces on PS Five, uh, and I think he had some. Uh, he's also reviewing the, the Peripheral. Um, he also did a review for Astergos: Curse of the Stars. I should really have him on again to talk mm-hmm. um, some of this. Yeah, and you know, uh, a ton of comic book, TV, uh, movie coverage over on the site. So, uh, oh, there is a fantastic teardown of the new monsters from Norton, um, titled "Rob Zombie's God Awful: The Monsters Movie Shows Why This Unorthodox Family Fails at Reboots and Reinventions." Um, even if you're not planning on watching the monsters uh, reboot, just give the article a look. See, it, it's a, it's a good time. How about you, Rob? Uh, yeah, as always, you can follow me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0, across pretty much every social media platform, except for TikTok. There you can find me at Tito's Tabletop, T-I-T-O-S, Tabletop. Uh, right now, it's mostly pack openings, but I also am going to be putting up more board game stuff, especially going into our PAX Unplugged trip, and I will have a whole bunch of different uh, TikToks up from that weekend as well. Also, make sure to check out the WorkPrint YouTube channel at youtube.com slash theworkprint, where, like I said, I did an unboxing over there, and I plan on putting up an unboxing for the God of War Collection Edition. I plan on putting up the stream, although I want to edit kind of the beginning and end of it, uh, of where I opened up an entire box of My Hero Academia cards. And that one poll you had. Yeah. Throw some Japanese on it. That's that's all I'm going to say. Yep. And uh, so make sure to follow us over there, like, subscribe, click that bell. All right, that's what they say. That's what YouTubers say. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's something like that. Also, you'll get to see my YouTube thumbnail face. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm so happy you did that. It's uh, honestly just <laughs> worth going. It's, like, don't even watch the video. Just like, wa- look at the thumbnail. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah, whatever. If I'm going to do this stuff, then I'm going to have fun with it, right? I'm just going to yeah. have no shame. As always, thank you guys for hanging out um, and watching live. What's next up? Next week. Yes, um, sir. It's short week. It's Thanksgiving week. Yeah. I don't know if we'll be recording. Maybe we'll record. Let's do something fun next week. Okay. You picking up Pokemon? Yes. I think we could do co-op in Pokemon, right? You could run around in each other's worlds. Maybe we'll, do, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll do something. Fun. Yeah. Let's, let's do something fun next week. All right, I'm I'm down. And so, yeah. in, in lieu of a, a, a proper episode, we can do something like that. Yeah. And then I can also talk about my experiences from Nats. Uh, oh, yes, yes, actually, yes. Yeah. Um, and so make sure to follow our socials to see if we do that. Cause maybe we'll do that Tuesday or instead of Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, that might work work out better for us. But uh, thank you guys for watching live. Thank you for the, those who listen after the fact. Uh, you can find us on every major podcast platform. Make sure to uh, leave a comment when you're able to. And honestly, like I always say, while we love <laughs> subscriptions here on the Twitch channel, especially if you have Amazon Prime, if you have an Amazon Prime, you can link your Twitch account to it and you get a free subscription every month. We'd love it if you used it here. But if you're not using it here, use it somewhere because don't let just, that's free money that you're leaving on the table. And uh, it's nice to take a little, a little bit out of Bezos' pocket every once in a while. Yeah, Sean. And then, <laughs> and then. Uh, but also the other best way to, to help us out is just tell people about us. Come in here, hang out with us. Honestly, 
part of the reason last night was so fun, even though I was just opening up cards, is that everybody was in the chat hanging out and uh, and running their mouth and driving me nuts. <laughs> and so I, I appreciate that. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.